0: Welcome to Radio Plasma, I'm Johan Vega, and it's my pleasure to welcome today Rachel Eckroth and we are going to talk about the upcoming presentation Rachel is going to have in Bombix as an amazing way to close 2021 in, in the region, listening to amazing music and also to get to know more about the latest album, The Garden. Rachel. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Hi. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, congratulations for your Grammy nomination for The Garden, the very first Grammy nomination you are getting in your career.
1: Yep. Thank you. (laughs) It's very exciting. (laughs)
0: And... A very well-deserved one uh, the garden I think as as you described it in 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 a, in a moment saying that is taking care of different elements that make a garden so it blooms and, and and it has all these different plants and flowers and I completely agree with that description I think is a magical and beautiful landscape of sounds that you created on this album which is Amazing and such a delight and especially an exciting thing to look forward, knowing that we're going to be able to listen to some of those tracks hopefully during your presentation here uh, at bombix
1: oh for sure yeah we're gonna we're doing the whole record at bombix too, and maybe a little bit other stuff, but yeah, this is the the beginning of the garden touring, so hopefully hopefully there's more after this year so. <laughs> Talking about
0: the garden as the current point where you have created something that pretty much combines different elements of jazz, but also your songwriting and taking liberties on, on on just breaking the mold of whatever label on genre could be, because it sounds like jazz, but it also sounds like pop. And also it sounds like a whole, uh, proposal of just getting immersed into the experience of listening to the music and the enjoy of the landscape of the garden.
1: Right. How,
0: how does this happen? How do you make these decisions on how do you want this record to sound like it is?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it comes from a lot of places. Um, So like, basically for me, because, Okay, I'll, I'll slow down here. So, my husband Tim Lafave is the bass player and producer on the record, um, and he is a big part of the concept and the sound. Um, but, but my side of it is like the compositional side of it mostly, and and playing, of course, and being a part of the whole production. But, um, you know, for me, for me, it was like, you know, let me. Uh, express myself through these compositions and like, you know, it's the, the what you just talked about, like the seeds, you know, that I've have, have planted over the years. And I've been in, a, in so many different kinds of groups and bands and, you know, played as a sideman and tried a different kinds of music. And, and, you know, so my compositions come from all of that. Um, but then you add Tim in the mix and he's coming from a very – different sonic world, um, of like, I mean, and he's brought me into it and it's kind of my thing now, but pedals, effects, um, crazy production techniques. And he, he comes from a jazz background as well. Like we both, we both started in, you know, regular jazz world, um, and just have branched off into other things. So, um, you know, that's sort of the basis of where the project began. and then um, on top of that, when we when we were in lockdown in I guess it was starting in 2020, um, we moved to Tucson, Arizona, and we started um, doing these improvisations that we recorded and put online. And it was just the two of us. So we had to like, you know, just there's a lot of experimentation, we had to try different kinds of things and um, we have a ton of keyboards and pedals here at home. So we were just experimenting with that and sort of, you know, uh, bloomed into this sound that we can kind of call our own thing at this point. Um, And so that, you know, just that concept um, of improvisation and experimentation was brought into, you know, mixed with the composition side of it. So that's, you know, that's a very... uh, Broad explanation. I can get more detailed, but yeah, you know, the the record label that uh, put the record out, Rainy Days Records, they heard that those improvisations and they were like, "We want something like this." So
0: it's fascinating to listening. Uh, how do you describe that? Even though coming from a jazz background, you are open and also experienced working with pedals and effects and synthetic sounds so it it is part of the process of including including these elements on your music and with no fear of of feeling that because of that it's going to be something that it should not be utilized on on what people may expect is the music you do when you have already established that you can do pretty much anything and it's amazing and it's beautiful and enjoyable to the uh, to the ears. How do you think from the point you began with your debut and then different collaborations as well, uh, playing with other musicians, other projects and exploring different genres, has helped you develop the sound that you currently have as your own project, as your independent uh, artist name and, and, and craft as, as, a, as a composer?
1: Um, well, I mean, it's just comes from the experience of, of being in so many different kinds of groups. So for instance, you know, I played just piano up until I was about 19 and then I ended up going to school in Las Vegas where I was doing a jazz degree, but at night I went and played on the strip in R&B bands and, you know, whatever pop bands and stuff. So I started playing synths synthesizers. And I started getting into kind of programming on synthesizers. And, um, you know, and and during that time, I was also um, writing large ensemble music, like acoustic instruments and stuff like that. So, you know, that all these things come into play, like, um, you know, I'm, I moved on to, uh, you know, later in my 20s, like, oh, I have a Rhodes now, and I'm going to get a Wurlitzer and a Clavinet and all these things. And, these gigs I'm doing call for these certain things. And and through that, you know, you just get proficient at playing those instruments how they should be played because, uh, you know, a Rhodes is not necessarily something you're going to go play on a country gig, you know, so you're going to play a Rhodes on a lot of jazzy R&B kind of, you know, fusion sort of thing. So you you learn to play these different instruments in their the style that was kind of what they were made for, and so, you know, now at this point, just having a proficiency in like the the technique of those instruments, I'm able to just do it all, and <laughs> you know, pick whatever I want to pick and bring it into the band. Long explanation.
0: <laughs> it is particularly interesting to get to know a little bit about your experience working with Annie Clark, with St. Vincent. Uh, I think when, when we see two amazing musicians coming together on putting up the fantastic music that, that is possible to be made with such talents join, how do you feel being part of uh, Saint Vincent's band, but at the same time also the influences that you may get from Annie's work, and also that you may influence on her work as well?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm I'm working in her band, so I wasn't really responsible responsible for like playing on her records or anything like that. But but there's a lot of there are many good musicians in her band right now. I mean, there always are, but so that's one point. And then another thing is that I actually was listening to her starting in like about 2012. So I started getting her sound in my head. So her kind of angularity and stuff like that is a little bit part of how I think about music. Um, But uh, going back to the band, there's a couple musicians that are like very into like, punk music and and alternative kind of like rock music and that's kind of having an influence on me as well as what Annie is doing musically and then on the other side of that she loves the garden so <laughs> she's she's told me it a few times so she you know maybe that's going to influence her in some way I'm not really sure but you know so so I think when you are close to people for a long time, you know, in this kind of setting and everyone's sharing their music and playing together, you just automatically are influencing each other in, you know, in that experience, so.
0: Going back to the garden, how would you describe if you were taking us in a tour, uh, a visit to this garden, especially in preparation to your presentation at Bombix? if you were to explain and and tell the audience what is that they're seeing in, for instance, thinking about the fig tree or thinking about the roots that you refer to, how will that description
1: will be? <laughs> do you mean like, do you want me to describe the, the actual garden? Like, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I think of it as like kind of a, a mix of plants that maybe aren't supposed to be in the same place at one time, you know, and then there's like a lot of real beauty. And then in, in that there's like, you know, some creepy vines of like dark beauty coming in through everything. And, you know, maybe some like sort of mutated deformed mushrooms over here. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's colorful. I don't know if, if you've looked at the cover of the album, but that's sort of like the vision and, and an artist in Russia made that cover. Um, so she she was on the same wavelength of like how the music kind of is sounding like a garden.
0: One track that particularly caught my attention was uh, Dried Up Roots. I think is a whole experience listening to the song from beginning to end and Getting captivated by the lyrics, and then the way the music takes you, almost like if you are following those roots, moving underground, and 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 trying to find its way in and even emerging to the to the open open air. Yeah. How how would you, especially thinking about you were able to put together in this one, a musical journey and also to add lyrics into it.
1: So that one started off um, with Tim's bass line. So he had this kind of strange, but familiar kind of bass line happening with a drone running through it. So, which get, uh, it's like a pad, like a sound, like one sound the whole song it gives it sort of this creepy thing right um but so i ended up writing lyrics to that um and i'm trying to remember the order of how it happened but i think i think i came up with the title or the concept before i started writing the lyrics which makes sense i guess um so the concept of it is just like kind of losing your way. And, and it was literally about me sort of losing my original vision in, in where I was going with my music. So I was like on a, you know, very jazz path at the beginning. And then it has, you know, basically I went some other directions and I came back trying to get back in the jazz world and realize like everything I had built up was sort of not there anymore. Because I put my energies elsewhere, so which is like funny because I think it's working to my advantage now, but before it was just kind of like, okay, well, now I have to go this direction or try this direction because this is not really working exactly what I thought it would be., um, but maybe that's life. But anyway, um so so I started writing the the lyrics and the melody together, and it was it's sort of a longer song i think it's about seven minutes when you get the long version um so to write seven minutes of words and lyrics is kind of like a, i can't do that <laughs> maybe someday but so we wanted to just have we wanted to have sort of a twangy weird jazz guitar sound also within so we invited Nierfelder to come and play on it um but yeah i mean it, it's basically that. And like when I envision the song, I do envision kind of the same thing as the roots like growing and making a path and going strange ways. And, you know, so I don't know if that answers your question, but it's just a, you know, that's sort of how I think about it.
0: I yeah, know it totally does. It's, it's exactly a, an experience of transitioning between that establishment of, of sounds that you could identify immediately as structured sound of jazz and then it becomes something else and keeps evolving it keeps morphing and at the same time i think that's the natural process of things especially when creativity has been challenged uh, during this past year and a half with the lockdown the pandemic and ways to have to reinvent how to continue being creative and limited at the same time when you cannot gather as before when you have to uh, make studio in your own bedroom or, or, or your living room and, and make life happen at the same time. So I think it's, it's a perfect reflection of the current times that we are in. And also as a way to show, yes, creativity is there and is emerging those roots know no limits. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the record. So, you know, and we, we, we sort of like, you know, infused that Poinciana groove, if any of the listeners know what that is, like Ahmad Jamal, like original kind of swingy groove. So we kind of put that in with a drum machine underneath um, and, and mix those together. And that's what makes it sort of like synthetic and natural at the same time. So
0: what are, if any, experimentations that you may have not yet done that you will like to try at some point?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I mean, experimentations, I'm not, I don't know. That's just kind of like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I guess that comes with maybe I'll get a new synthesizer or something or some kind of new, Plug in or whatever, Um, but I do. I do kind of want to start writing um, for string ensembles soon. So, which I've done a little bit of in the past. So, I'm sort of, kind of heading that direction right now. Just trying to learn more about it.
0: Exploring the integration of strings and other instruments uh, as an ensemble
1: yeah for sure i um i am interested in really learning what you know what i can what i can do with the strings because i haven't you know it's some four times um writing and only one piece was really a very um personal you know composition other stuff was just like string parts so so i'm- I'm interested in that because to me strings have this sound that is almost electronic if you if you use them a certain way it <laughs> it can be very like very modern sounding um, so I don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> but uh i'm I'm looking forward to trying that stuff out
0: talking about this contrast between string sounding, I mean, it's uh, possibly one of the most universal sounds for music, uh, and, and it, it is timeless. But also you are appreciating the texture, it could be for a more synthetic and futuristic, if you will, type of sound. So this is definitely a proof of how eclectic and diverse you are in appreciation of sounds and and, and music. So going into your upcoming show at Bombix it's going to be a perfect opportunity to close a year listening to The Garden and your live performance and also a way for people to understand why this is a production worth of a Grammy nomination which is about a month and a few days to mm-hmm. be To happen, and how what what people can expect from your performance?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's going to be highly um, original. (laughs) That's uh, that sounds crazy, but um, you know, as as jazz goes, it's always going to be different every night. Um, But we're using it. We're using Nate Wood on drums now which we've done a couple shows with a different drummer so it's going to have a whole new sound obviously than the previous shows we just did but it's a trio um there'll be some electronics some pedals and effects uh experimentation on stage um probably with Nate just some very like beautifully like explosive moments and um just uh i i would say it's like it's going to be a little bit of a sonic adventure so
0: this opportunity of listening to to your show with this strong capacity of taking the audience in different, different scenarios of, of what musically can be experienced. And especially in, in one of the most fundamental ways of, of performing, which is a, a, a trio, so fundamental and at the same time, so complete because you can do that many things. That sometimes it is when you realize it's only three people playing and making such amazing things happening, being possible. Especially when it's live,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think what a, what a beautiful way to close a year, and also as a as a way to bring back this hope of. Returning to some normalcy, knowing that we can still, with some safety measures, but we can gather and enjoy of music, mm-hmm. and having you being part of this of these experiences, I think is the best gift we can get in the, in in the region right now. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm really really looking forward to it. Um, you know, we've had such a good time at the shows so far, and. It's a, you know, it's a brand new um, endeavor. Even though the record's been out a few months, we're just now starting to play because we were all on tour. So, Um, so it's just, it's so um, like meaningful to get to do this with like the highest level players. And, you know, like you said, the trio thing, it's like, every night it's going to be different, but like as it, as a trio, I'm, I'm looking forward to just connecting, you know, that triangle with the guys and, and, you know, just getting our brains on the same page and, you know, anything can happen. And, and I think we're all just going to be, we're just going to be going for it because we've been held back for a year and a half or more. So.
0: So Rachel Ekrov is going to be, playing on the night of December 29th at Bombix, and it's going to be an amazing opportunity of enjoying of the latest release of Rachel's The Garden. And by the way, for people who want to get to enjoy of your work, uh, to get to know more about your your tour, and maybe to watch some other other uh, information about your work. Where they can find you online?
1: The easiest place is rachelecroth.com. If you can spell my name right. Um, <laughs> so rachelecroth.com. Um, otherwise, you know, I I usually update on Instagram all the time, and my Instagram is rachel underscore um, Otherwise, I mean, you just you know Google. I'm out there.
0: <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for making the time to talk to, uh, to us for this, for this conversation in preparation of your show on the 29th uh, at Bombix and hoping that from now until then that you enjoy of the holidays, that you stay safe and healthy, that you stay inspired and looking forward also to the Grammys.
1: Yep. Me too. Thank you so much.
0: This is our conversation with Rachel Eckroth and she's going to be playing at Bombix December 29th and this is an opportunity you cannot miss. Rachel, once again, thank you so much, and looking forward to seeing you in person and enjoying of your music.
1: Sounds great, thank you.